Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Well, as you can tell, JC and I are back in the studio. <laughs> I'm happy about that. I like being in the studio a whole lot better than I like being in somebody's living room or in a hotel room or something like that. So we're actually live with you guys. We can say hello. Uh, we got Indiana, Southern Missouri, Dallas County, Texas. Uh, in the YouTube chat room, Bonner... Bonnie Lake, Washington. Welcome, New York, South Louisiana, North Florida. My goodness, those are like all over the place. Who do we have here in the Facebook chat room? Let's see. Oh, Michael says, guns up, Chris Ann and JC, baby. <laughs> Washington State, Suffolk County, New York, upstate New York, Tioga County, to be exact. Well, we're happy always, Kansas City, Missouri, Washington, Southern California, Northern Texas, Oregon City. So happy to have everybody here with us today. I wanted to talk, JC, today about how this uh, hatred of Trump has a tendency to, well, doesn't have a tendency, but will bring about the dismissal of rights for everybody. There's a brand new thing going on. And it's and it's a it's about due process, but I wanted to talk about it. But first, there's a couple stories that I wanted to to make sure that we don't miss. First and foremost, we have the National Defense Authorization Act up again. Remember that comes around every year, right. and of course, the stuff that that we are concerned about is just as much published as the fact that. The National Defense Authorization Act doesn't really just, def you know, pay our troops, right? So both of those things Trojans. are, those are completely dismissed from public, right? The fact that our the NDAA does a whole lot more than defend than paychecks to troops, but that's what the coercion that people are 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 the senators and the congressmen are given to vote for the NDA every year. Because if you don't vote for it and all of its Trojan horsey things in it, then you're the guy who didn't vote to pay the soldiers. Sure. Right? And they, this, is a, this is an article that I found from Reuters, which made some pretty... Uh, well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was this thing that somehow, and I'll put this up here, J.C., that somehow, if Joe Biden, and I wanted to make sure I got your take on this, because I think it's just ridiculous, but I could be wrong, that somehow if Joe Biden got elected, as opposed to Donald Trump, then defense spending would take a big cut. It's possible, I guess. That Joe Biden has somehow become the anti-war guy. Yeah. No. Uh, that's, that's, that doesn't mean spending won't be cut. Right, right. But that's the whole premise. See, Joe Biden is trying to reinvent himself now as the anti-war guy. He's actually saying, no, I never supported the Iraq war when he actually voted for the Iraq war. And then six months after we were at war, he, uh, well, I guess not we have to do the war thing, right? Because we never had a real 
we never had a real declaration of war from Congress. Joe Biden said to the press that he supported giving George W. Bush the authority to take the troops, and then six months later he would have never done anything different. But now Joe Biden is trying to reinvent himself as the anti-war guy, and apparently Reuters is believing that as well. But I don't know. He's he's an establishment guy. Believe that, or they want you to believe that? They want you to believe that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't get this, but they're all about how, you know, hey, if you want to cut defense spending, vote for Joe. But, you know, J.C., those, the Democrats have, well, let me put it this way, the establishment Democrats have been quite often just as hawkish as the establishment Republicans. Sure. I mean, Hillary Clinton would have not brought us out of wars. Hillary Clinton would have taken us into more wars. So the idea that if you vote for a Democrat you're going to somehow get less defense spending. How much money do the defense contractors give out to the Democrat Party anyway? I don't know. All right. So let's let's talk about this one last with this one thing before we go on. I don't know, did you see this, JC? The museum curator resigns after he's accused of racism for saying he would still collect art from white men. This is something that I find interesting in light of what we talked about the other day about how um, the Young Turk guy sort of dismissed the old idea of, of the, uh, what is that called? The cancel culture. Cancel culture. Right, right. The cancel culture. It doesn't exist. Nobody can cancel out anybody. This is, you know, this is the reality. And here we have Gary Garrels the senior curator of painting and sculpture at the San Francisco M Museum of Modern Art. We've been there, haven't we? He uh, gave a presentation in which he said, don't worry, we will definitely still continue to collect white artists. So what he was trying to say is, we weren't, we're trying to diversify our collection of art but we're not going to stop becoming, we're not going to be stopped collecting, we're not going to shun, what he said was we're not going to shun white artists because this would constitute reverse discrimination. And because he made that statement, they put this, they started, some people started an online petition calling for his resignation at an S-F-M-O-M-A, all staff meeting, the white senior curator was giving a presentation about a group of new acquisitions by uh, POC artists. He ended the presentation by saying, don't worry, we will definitely still continue to collect white artists. That statement, JC, is actually getting him, this guy right here, the label of a white supremacist. <laughs> he is being called a white supremacist because he says that it's reverse discrimination to not have white artists. I hate that phrase. What is that? 
reverse yeah. discrimination. Discrimination is discrimination. Right. Like it has a natural direction. I don't know, man. The whole thing is insane to me. This is, this is, how, how can you not have cancel culture when you have people going on and creating online petitions to get people removed from their jobs simply because... Because they won't be racist. Because they won't be racist. Mm -hmm. Is that not the very definition of cancel culture, getting people fired for what they're doing? Well, I guess Mr. Turk would say... He didn't get fired. He resigned. <laughs> so you can force someone to resign at the threat of being fired. Do people really realize why people resign instead of being fired? You resign instead of being fired so that you can keep your pension, so that you can keep your benefits, and then you don't have a on your employment record that you were fired by somebody. But when the business says to you, we're going to fire you on Tuesday if you don't resign on Monday, what exactly is the difference? The whole world has gone insane. Absolutely insane. In, in, insane. Are you ready for your second stimulus check, JC? Uh, you know, they can send all the checks they want. It's fine. <laughs> I prefer cash. So this is the thing. Forbes put out this article about uh, second stimulus, oops, sorry, second stimulus check and $600 benefit extension may be delayed. Here's why that might be a good thing. Now, I, don't, I never really got the whole good thing out of an article out of it, but here's what I wanted to point out to everybody. The thing that has really, really started, started, I don't know. Cynicism. I'm really hard. You're not helping me today, JC. But it's been really hard for me. Help you not be cynical. To 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 be my my yeah. normal optimist kind of self today. You're looking in the wrong at the wrong source if you expect me to increase your optimism. <laughs> Just man, don't you have some like hope? Teen Titans no. videos we should be watching or something to make us laugh and make us happy and whatever. <laughs> I don't know, man. Here we so go. So what are you cynical about? I want to show you. All right. So in this article, the unemployment, the federal unemployment benefits are going to be expiring on the 24th and the 25th of July. But Mitch McConnell is going to wait in order to renew these benefits to try to get the Democrats to capitulate to some Republican demands. And this is what's, what's really, really bothering me, right? So if this stuff is absolutely necessary for us the economy's going to crash. Everything's going to happen. Uh, America's going to fail if we don't put out these stimuluses. And then you have the politicians playing games with the future of America. And admittedly doing so. 
We're going to hold out on this so that the Democrats will will do what we want. So while Mitch, while McConnell's wait-and-see approach is valid, there's also a second, more strategic reason why he's been pushing off negotiations until July 20th. Shortening the time window to negotiate ratchets up pressure on Democrats and provides Republicans with additional leverage. For example, extending the $600 federal unemployment bonus that is set to expire at the end of July has been one of the biggest points of contentions between the two sides. So basically, if you wait them out, if you wait them out, uh, you will get what you want from them and the future of America be damned. For me... The future of America hinges on a $600 check from the government? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, The um, idea that that is all a bunch of uh, stuff that's stupid to begin with, right? And here's the thing. We just watched this movie where... uh, It's a sci-fi movie where time was actually the currency. Do you remember what the name of that movie was? Nope. I don't remember. And what happened was, in this movie, there was this, like, Bonnie and Clyde kind of people where Bonnie was the daughter of a billionaire. And she started robbing from her father to redistribute wealth. And what they found is when they loaded up this one town with all the currency that they needed, nobody worked. The factories were empty, everybody just sort of hung around in the streets, and nobody did anything. And so that is what these unemployment benefits are doing to society in America. You're making $600 a week doing nothing, which they have said is more than what those people were making when they were working. So to answer your question, no, the the future of America does not hinge on a $600 payment, uh, unemployment payment payment from the federal government. As a matter of fact, it probably hinges on the exact opposite of actually, you know, letting the economy get back to work. But the thing that bothers me is this idea that, and that the, the idea that they promote that, that you have to have this stimulus money or the economy is going to tank. And then they say, we can use it as a tool at the same time. So what is it? Is there actually an urgency or is there not? Because you posted on Instagram the other day uh, about how the markets were actually the winners in this. Well, it's, because yeah, of the I'm, stimulus. It's all a shell game. With the Fed, the Federal Reserve, uh, what do you call it? Basically funneling money, you know, to to their cronies. Mm-hmm. It's all a shell game. It's all a scam. So, yep. I, so th- this is all just window dressing, distraction. Stimulus check, blah blah blah. This is just something to keep the uh, us peasants fighting over, and you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Th- this is all about a massive transfer of wealth 
uh, to the, the uber-global corporatist uh, through the Federal Reserve. Right, so when they said the markets are actually on. the ones that are benefiting from from all of the stimulus money. Well, the your average you know, moron on the street thinks the markets are the economy. So there are vast numbers of Americans who look at the stock market, you know, watch it go up and cheer. Like I saw this during, you know, and, and Trump was constantly talking about, you know, record gains in the stock market. People going, oh, look at that. The economy's so great. Uh, the markets have absolutely nothing to do with the economy. That, that Those are not the same thing. So the, the idea that... Uh, you know, of, of people with jobs and people making money from jobs is somehow tied to the stock market is, is ludicrous. Mm -hmm. So it's a massive shell game uh, of the uber-wealthy global corporatists transferring wealth on the backs of working-class citizens underwritten by their tax rolls. Right. So it's pretty much just that simple. So all this other stuff people wound up around the axle about, uh, they really don't have a clue what's actually going on. You would have loved talking to Kate Daly today. Yeah. Yeah, Kate said um, they've decided since they we feel like we're on, uh, on the losing side of the whole uh, COVID thing, you know, wear your mask or you're going to die, they've decided to go all out. She and Uncle Milty are buying hazmat suits. They're going to wear hazmat suits paint with, with printed on the back saying, I'm wearing this suit so your grandma won't die. And then put the Kate Daly show underneath that. <laughs> she says, I prefer to buy ammunition. <laughs> I told her you were going to go straight up ISIS. The whole mocking idea, you know? I mean, seriously, if people can't see just how much they've been manipulated, that's that's the crazy, crazy thing for me. Uh, one more thing, JC, before we jump into this Trump thing. Uh, you weren't with me on the show when we talked about, when I talked about the Supreme Court's opinion on the Oklahoma tribal land. Sure I was. You were? Oh. The second time. Whatever time. Whatever time. Anyway, so I wanted to give you guys a follow-up on this because just like I told you that this was going to open up a can of worms in the legal industry, the Supreme Court, this is from Reuters, Supreme Court on Oklahoma tribal land raises questions for oil industry. So this makes me wonder, um, has a Supreme Court justice ever been assassinated in our history? Gorsuch might be on that list. I don't recall. I, I just, these things always make me wonder when you challenge the financial interest of those who control mm -hmm. the monetary system yeah. and the economy, wh what will their reaction be? Are I don't they, they going to try to correct this through political means or through violence? Does does a Supreme Court... Oh, you know, I just, rem just kind of remembered an answer. So does yeah. another Supreme Court uh, justice... Um, pass away in his sleep with his pillow there in his face. There you go. <laughs> Is that what happens? There no. you go. Mysteriously dies in his sleep of natural causes. Suffocating on his own Suffocating pillow. on his own pillow. There you go. You answered your own question. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, U.S. Supreme Court, remember, for those of you who didn't see, the Oklahoma 
a Supreme Court opinion. The U.S. Supreme Court recognized about half of Oklahoma as Native American reservation land. According to treaty. According to the treaty. The Supreme Court said the U.S. has to honor abide their by treaties. treaty. Yes. The U.S. has to abide by their treaties. Shockingly controversial opinion. Yeah. Shockingly controversial to John Roberts. How is that shockingly, uh, anyway, it, shockingly controversial to many of the conservatives? Sure. Yeah. Because it threatens oil interest and uh, property and lots of things. It upsets the apple cart, right? Because like you pointed out on the show, you've been, you've been operating, uh, you've been violating the treaty for 100 years. So if you, if you violated that for such a long time, you've built many, many, many mm -hmm. illegitimate structures yeah. uh, on that. Well, so 1833 to 1933 is 100 years, mm -hmm. plus 87 more years. Yeah. So 187 years you've been trying to violate or working around and violating and depriving people so has, of a contractual agreement. So it has potential to upset... It is many, now, many yes, many things, but they're already looking at the oil and gas industry. So the court said that this is actually Indian land. And although they're claiming it doesn't affect property ownership at this point in time, it has regulatory and tax implications within reservation lands of the state's five tribes, Cherokee, Chickasaw, Choctaw Creek, and Seminole. Oklahoma was the fourth largest U.S. crude oil producer last year, accounting for about 5% of production, according to the government. And according now to the University of Oklahoma, you're going to see five tribes make arguments that they have taxation authority. Well, of course they do. It's sure. their sovereignty. If you're going to pay eminent domain taxes to the state, why would you not pay it to every, you know, every uh, sovereign area you're passing through and guess what you're now going Public to corporate. yeah these private corporations are now going to have to get approval from the tribes to uh, lay their pri pipelines so there won't be you're gonna see a whole lot of more uh, stuff going on with this going out it may not immediately happen I imagine See, what people don't realize, and I know this because of the circles that we've been in and, and the people that I've bumped into, as, especially as we teach out in the, North, in the western states, mm -hmm. there are attorneys who have been fighting to restore or at least to get America to honor these treaties for a hundred years. So they've been fighting. And to say that now they've got this, they don't know what to do with it is ridiculous because they've been preparing for this day for a long time. So I would expect to see a lot of activity coming up in the next uh, year or so, legally speaking, with these sovereign Indian nations asserting their sovereignty. You know, oil and mineral industry has has historically had massive tax breaks tax mm -hmm. exemptions anyway right which, which is funny I guess you know one of the most profitable 
you know, biggest money-making industry has these massive tax exemptions that you and I don't don't have. No, we don't have tax exemptions on oil industry. We have massive gas tax at the pump, <laughs> right. right? Especially here in Florida, uh, where where we like Columbia County, Northern Florida, some of the highest gas tax in the entire state. So we don't get tax exemptions from the oil industry. We get double taxes mm -hmm. from the oil industry. And so what the bottom line is, is they're going to have to start lobbying the Indian nations yeah. now, the way they lobby our states, which is so please, why the big controversy is coming in. Please forgive me if I don't shed a tear for these pipelines. Well, I tell you what, you can say whatever you want. I, I don't care what anybody says. We should not have been violating treaties for over 150 years. And it should not be shockingly controversial that now all of a sudden the Supreme Court of the United States says you have to honor the treaties that you make. Uh, and, and what's amazing to me is that if we had operated in the, in, in the geographically foreign realm, the way that we operate in our foreign treaties with the sovereign nation, Indian nations in our own soil, I mean, seriously, what, we wouldn't have a relationship with a single foreign government. I don't... I, Except the ones that own us. Yeah, well, is that a relationship? I don't think that... It's a type of relationship. Yeah, I guess so. A type of relationship. You got a couple foreign governments that own America, or at least own the government, and then, and then some foreign governments that uh, control American government. So, and we yeah, also, we well, we also have some private corporations it that seems own like everybody, America everybody too. Everybody has a hand in running the American government, uh, except, except for the, the American, American people, people, basically. Hey, Nate Bama, it's been a long time since we've seen you, man. Thanks for the super chat. <laughs> Nate Bama says, "Roll Tide, JC." Of course he does. <laughs> So how is that, JC, that foreign corporations and foreign governments have more control over America than the American people themselves? Money talks. Money you were, talks. You were watching a video today on the Rothschilds. And I, I asked the question, just floating it out there. How does a family acquire more wealth and more power than countries? And kings. Control the banking system. That is just... Next question. Next question, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ask the next question because I don't like to ask questions I don't want the answers to. So, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to ask that question. So, here's, here's the story of the day. How Trump, this anti-Trumpism... This hatred of, of the president is driving a cultural change to deny the due process rights of the people. We're going to go back to the Supreme Court, the two Supreme Court cases that came up that had to do with Donald Trump's financial records. One, the Supreme Court said, no, Congress cannot subpoena Donald Trump's financial records unless it's through impeachment process. 
The second one is, yes, a prosecutor on the state level can subpoena the president's financial records when it has to do with a criminal investigation. Now remember, both of those opinions are constitutionally correct. The problem with the second one is not investigate the president because the president ought not be above investigation of crimes. The problem is, is that our prosecutors have become uh, weaponized tools of, Demo of, I would say Democrat, but of political parties that Congress has been historically and now constitutionally unsuccessful. Bidding because the Democrats can't get away with subpoenaing. The article that comes up here is Trump cannot be allowed to kill criminal probe with delays, New York prosecutor warns. So the New York out the clock on the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal probe into Trump. So let me explain to you what's happening. This is very simple. They have issued subpoenas for Donald Trump's records. Donald Trump's attorneys say, and I'll pull this up here, that these are that these subpoenas are quote widely wildly overbroad. They're what we call in the legal field fishing expeditions, right? And because I'm going to try to do this as best as I can, because sometimes I don't have a good way of, of doing this logically, systematically, linearly. But what you have is the prosecutor saying, we can't allow Donald Trump's attorneys to challenge the legality of our subpoenas because we will run out of time to get these records before the election in November. Okay. Does that not prove that these prosecutors are doing political work and not legal work? Right. Because if the crimes are somehow magically invalid after November 2nd, or whenever the election is, then they were never valid to begin with. Good point. And what the cry is, so they said delay of justice is a denial of justice. That's the new talking point. What happened to speedy trial? Right to a speedy trial. Isn't that a guaranteed right? Well, you have a right to I a mean, speedy trial once the... But what I'm saying is the, the notion that the government has to drag on investigations... Yep is contrary to American jurisprudence. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and in in a normal context, JC, as a prosecutor, if we were engaging in some kind of investigation, bring would be able to bring to the judge a complaint that you're dragging on the investigation. Mm -hmm. Right? So it becomes a part a point and so, talking about Donald Trump, and now all of our frame rates are buffering. buffering and everything. So, in ordinary circumstances, if a prosecutor or, or a criminal investigation kept going on and on and on, the defense attorney could bring a, a, a complaint to the judge and say, look, 
we need to give them a time limit. They either wrap this up into a charge or they stop harassing my client. Mm -hmm. And here, what you have is the prosecutor admitting that they're using this as a tool, whether they're actually a medical tool, to control to oh, elections in November. Right. Is that not collusion? I don't know. Election interference, right? Yes, election interference. So Nate Bama gives us another super chat. Says, "Have you heard anything about that?" Yeah, Nate. We actually, I actually did a show about that one on the electoral college. I don't know right off the top of my head which one that was, but when that opinion came out, I hit that that topic right away. So Nate, you might want to go back through the archives and see what's you know what's happening there. But we have, what did you call that? Election interference. Election interference by the New York prosecutor, at least an attempt at it. The President of the United States does not surrender his due process rights as a normal person. And well, yet. And conversely, a threat to. Uh, to a president's enjoyment of due process is a threat to every yes. American's due process. Absolutely, and that's, thank you, that's exactly what I'm trying to that, say. That's the problem when these things get politicized mm -hmm. one way or another, where, you know, whether I love Trump, so he should be able to get away with anything, or I hate Trump, and he should not be granted his constitutional rights like a regular person. Either one of those is a problem, is a threat to everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, so, that's that's the danger in this politically tribal uh, country that we've now created. Due process requires, JC, that you, that you, I, or the President of the United States has the authority to challenge a subpoena, a fishing expedition. And to say that the President can't do that because it will delay the access of that information till the uh to the uh, until after the election is is egregious in and of itself until you realize just how deeply seated the ramifications can be and this is what i call those those the collateral damage the people in the democratic party not going to hurt people in the republican party they're going to hurt people in america the average guy who can't afford a billion dollar defense attorney well, I think that we can, uh, do you have stream is degrading for some reason. So uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us today. Don't forget to go to libertyfirstuniversity.com. Don't forget to go to godgunsliberty.com. Get your coffee mugs, get your t-shirts. There's the t-shirt, godgunsliberty.com. Help support what you get here, the truth without the political spin. Keep us on the air, and we will keep you informed. And we will say uh, goodbye until tomorrow. God bless you guys.